tuned in and welcome to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. This is the show that explores all things educational in our Nevada County Schools. I'm your host, Scott Lay, Nevada County Superintendent of Schools. Tonight, we're going to talk about the celebrations around the newly restored covered bridge in Bridgeport and how the schools got involved. We have with us two of the movers and shakers in getting this project off the ground, Doug and Shirley Moon. And also joining us from the state parks is Matt Green. Uh, and we're thrilled to have all three of you here. So Doug, Shirley, Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Scott. Thank you very much, Scott. We're thrilled to have you and, and, and talking about this wonderful project. I think anybody who's lived in Nevada County has had to have gone down to the bridge at one point in their history, whether as a child or recently or, you know, in the summer, go down there and swim. But I think we've all been there. So we all know about it. So uh, talking about that, I kind of wanted to go over and, and Matt, literally the three of you would know about this, the importance uh, and, the, and the bridge's history in Nevada County. You know, it's unique, the fact that it's covered. I know that, but it served a really unique role in our county. So I don't know who wants to start off. Matt, Doug, Shirley. Matt, Doug, I'll start and I'll pitch in. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, you know, I'll just lay down kind of the basic context. You know, you have the Virginia Turnpike and you have this pathway, a conduit delivering uh, goods across the Sierra during during the gold rush. And they have to get across a river. And there are several crossings along the uh uh, South Yuba, but this is one of the main ones where they're bringing teamsters are bringing horses and wagons. Uh, there's a small development on Nebone Beach. There's a barn where they're bringing in supplies, and this this area is a kind of a hub of operations. And um, and doing that, you have David Wood who comes in and uh, has this idea to build a covered bridge. Um, you know, uh, he does it uh, amazingly in, in, in six months. He, he does it by this, um, which feeds well into your program, by this incredible engineering where he's using a, uh, uh, this truss and arch connection that balances out the bridge because a bridge, a wood bridge like this, goes through freeze and thaw and expansion and contraction. Uh, there's expansion uh, screws in it, and this is all done, you know, uh, measurements by hand, by stick, and and everything else, and, and no CAD software to help out with that. No, no uh, electronic tools, draw knives, and and everything else. But of course, they have to have the mind, the good math, and everything else to to put that together. And and of course, it uh, remains in a in place for this icon of Nevada County for people like you know, and and I'm sure Doug and Shirley can fill in a a lot more about this too. Well, I tell you, one of the interesting things about it was to find out um, just how important this was prior to the Donner Pass and the railroad opening going over what is now Highway 80. Hennis Pass was the best way to get over the Sierras to the Comstock load in, in Nevada. And during that big silver rush over there, this bridge was this how most of the, the people and traffic came, they came up what is now Highway 20, but that was the Virginia Turnpike. And they turned down what is now Pleasant Valley Road. And then right in front of the bridge is actually what maybe five or 600 yards of the original Virginia Turnpike uh, that they came up in. And that was a big way station there. They'd be able to get uh, hay and, and feed for their cattle stored in the barn. And, and there was a, uh, 
some places for people to sleep there overnight if, if they needed to. Mm-hmm. But it was a major, it was the major thoroughfare to bring materials and people over because there was a big port in Marysville. So the ships would come right into Marysville, unload, and then come right up and over the Hennis Pass across the bridge. Wow. It's, it's fascinating to me to think about that, you know, in the age of, you know, I was 40 and now I 80 and everybody thinks that's the main thoroughfare and, you know, through Sacramento or the Bay Area up and over to the East Coast. And to think that down there, you know, that that was the major, the major way for commerce and goods to get through there. What time, Matt, what years were we talking uh, that that was running or Doug, when did it operate? When was it built? When did, how long did it operate as such? Well, I believe that David Wood bought the toll pipe or the toll road. This was a toll road and he charged toll to go across the bridge and they were quite steep for the, for those years. Um, and when he bought the property, there was two bridges that went across the river right there at Bridgeport. And in 1861, there was a big flood down the Yuba took out both bridges. And so they had to build a new one. And the one that is there now is the one that uh, he designed and has been standing ever since. And so that was 1862. 1862. That's impressive that it's been there and such a rich history. And, you know, kids these days would have no idea just the importance of that, that, you know, that played in, in the building of, of the West Coast. You know, Scott, and that was one of the wonderful things about teaming up with you and the superintendent's office was the curriculum that your staff put together to go along with the art contest that was available to all the teachers throughout all the schools. And they were able to put that in their curriculum in their classroom while they were doing the contest, the art contest. And it was a fabulous curriculum that your staff put together with all the history of the bridge and and many references, and and uh, it was it was a great partnership doing that with with the school district. Yeah, I think like myself, I think my staff had very fond memories, you know, of the bridge growing up. I know the first time I went there, I was about five years old, maybe four, with my grandparents. They took me down there uh, and to show me the bridge, and I visited it. You know, I don't know how many times since. I won't say how old I am now, but it's been some time since uh, and <laughs> the, from my first visit. But I, I think it was like that with the, with the rest of the staff as they knew the importance. And like I said, it held very fond memories. And it was great to be able to uh, instill that that knowledge in our in our youth now coming up through the schools. So that's great. So so with the Save Our Bridge campaign and, and Doug and Shorty, that's when I met you. And I don't even remember how it happened, whether it was an email or a we met, I don't remember, um, but we did, fortunately, and you let me in on the Save Our Bridge campaign, which had been going already for some time. So when did this Save Our Bridge campaign start? Well, I'm just going to, um, can you hear me okay? A little bit loud. It's, it's hard. I'm not sure why, Shirley. So you were brought in once we started um, talking about the celebration for the opening of it. The actual Save Our Bridge campaign committee started in 2013. Oh, wow. There there was a a group of us who um, first worked on saving the park. I don't know if you remember in 2011, there was a proposal to close the South Yuba River State Park. I do, yes. And so we spent a lot of time and effort and again, worked with the school district 
extensively to convince the governor and his staff that uh, they shouldn't close this park. And uh, that was in 2011. And they closed the bridge the same year. So the bridge has been closed since 2011 due to structural issues. So in 2013, a group of us sat around a dining room table at a friend's house and said, how do we save this bridge, you know? And uh, so we decided that, you know, we need to form a committee and we kind of, we put some flip charts up and started writing down like who we needed to contact and what agencies, what politicians. And uh, we had a big debate whether to call it the Save the Bridge campaign or Save Our Bridge campaign. And for two different reasons, we decided to say you would save our bridge campaign. One being, we thought it better to be, it's our bridge, everybody, everybody who references it, it's our bridge, everybody's bridge. And the other reason was the initials for the committee were SOB. And a, lot, a number of us at the table or some people at the table thought, maybe that's not so good. You know, that's not so great for a, for a logo for the committee. But some of us convinced them that you know what, people are gonna ask about that. So, and we had a lot of buttons published and we had big banners published and it was the, you know, the, the SOB committee. And I tell you, you wear one of those buttons around, people are gonna come up and ask you, what is that, what is that? And yeah. I, yeah, so. I remember that, that definitely caught my eye in the first meeting, I'm like, oh, you know, schools and that, but uh, yeah, it, it, but it was, you're absolutely right. It was a great uh, eye catcher to to get people to engage to find out what what is this yeah yeah so from 2013 uh onward we grew the committee uh we were able to recruit um a number of organizations uh, to back us the, the circle uh nevada county was one of our first partners they've been great uh we had um unanimous support of every city council and town council in uh, nevada county we went to their council meetings, the town council meetings, asked them to pass resolutions in favor of it. And uh, so we had unanimous support there. Uh, we were able to recruit all of the chambers of commerce in Nevada County, all seven of them, um, their Yuba Land Trust, and then just a lot of key individuals. And, um, and we had the wonderful uh, leadership of Hank Weston, who was a uh, mm -hmm. advisor for Nevada County at that point and Caleb Dardick, who was the executive director of Circle. Very politically astute individuals. And uh, so we, then we started to meet with legislators, people in the governor's office, assemblymen offices, senators' offices, even our local congressmen. And um, when we got those folks on board, it really kind of made a difference. Yeah, I bet. You get some political might behind it, get the ball gets rolling. Yeah. yeah, uh, so, yeah. Um, so Governor Brown put the initial 1.2 million in the budget. And um, then from there, we found out that the bridge needed a lot more than that. We had to go back to the legislature a couple of times to get additional funding, uh, but we were successful and uh, it was stressful. <laughs> I'll bet it was very stressful. And, um, and you know, state parks was, um, you know, in their pitching too, but it, they, they are a state agency, so they can't exactly lobby <laughs> or lobby the, the legislators, yeah. which, was, yeah. you know, and yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I'll bet Matt, your, your hands were probably a little bit tied even, you know, to, to legislate on behalf of it, even if you thought it was the greatest idea in the world. 
Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I, I had the, um, <laughs> I had the, I guess it's not the honor, but the, uh, in 2010, I was a, what we call an acting district superintendent. So I was in a position above where I'm at now because we had a vacancy. That's when parks was having a lot of challenges and, uh, we were, we we're in the process of identifying parks that might have to close. And it was a real challenging time. And, and then with the, uh, the bridge, we had a report that come out, that uh, came out saying that there was some stress, uh, stress fractures and some other issues with it, it was actually twisting. And so I had to, I had to close that bridge. And, uh, and so um, I closed it and we went for about another year. And, and then we, you know, just fast forwarding to when we started this relationship, I came back into this district and, and Doug and Shirley got me on this, uh, as a state rep for, um, representing the bridge. We had a lot of other things going on, but it's, as you know, Scott, it's just always that careful, um, tightrope that you're, you're walking. And I, I think that's probably the best thing here for kids and, you know, the educational purposes and, you know, civics to learn from is that this was a, you know, I've been in for about 27 years now and started off a little bit in teaching, but this is, this was this great opportunity of a public private partnership in that each one of us had a a role to play. Um, Me trying to get parks to focus in on the bridge and doing whatever we can to create that focus and get in all the best minds and, and folks together that can initiate a con- uh, contract and a restoration effort like that. And then the committee just uh, augmenting that whole process with this incredible uh, advocacy from a committee, from a community that was just engaged on saving it's our bridge, their bridge. And uh, you know, it's just, it provided that kind of bridge between a metaphorical bridge almost uh, where we had lost some people in parks when we were talking about closing parks, it created a lot of animosity. And then of course I come across and they, and I close the bridge and it's, <laughs> it's even more looking more bleak, but this bridge kind of brought a lot of folks together. You know, it brought kids writing letters to keep the park open. We had a big ceremony down at the, uh, down at the uh, Sacramento. And, and then we have this, we connect on the bridge and here we are now. So it's a good yeah. Good example. I think you're absolutely right with it being a great example of, of public agencies, private citizens getting together, the whole community. And, uh, and it's also a lesson us in, in, in time, you know, in our society, we want things solved now. We don't want them to take time. It's just the nature of everything we do in our society. It, and this is a great lesson that some things take time to do. You build that coalition. Uh, Doug and Shirley with your, you know, originally starting off and the way you did it and knowing what players you had to get involved and putting them together. And the end result is success, but it doesn't happen overnight. Um, and, yeah. I'm sure. I never thought that I'd be at this for nine years. I mean, no, I bet not. <laughs> did Doug and Shirley, did volunteer, you? volunteer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know that means for life, Doug yeah. and Shirley. Yeah, that's the yeah, definition of volunteer. There's no expiration date, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, did you, was there any opposition? Did anybody come up? I mean, I can't imagine why other than budget costs, but anybody's like, no, this is a bad idea. Well, no, not really. There was some initial questioning by state parks, whether, because they were like Matt referred to, it was a really tough time for state parks. Yeah. Their budget had been cut. 
And then there was, if you remember, there was a kind of a scandal that happened with money that was held back that then it was found that they had funds that they didn't know about. And anyway, so it was a tough time for parts to ask for money, for them to ask for money. Um, so we went ahead and did, and they at first weren't too sure that was our timing was very good. And um, so at the very beginning, we had to do a lot of convincing of both state parks that we had to get going on this. And also then the legislators and the governor to, to fund it. And, uh, but you know, once we got everybody, no, there was, there was no real opposition. I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about it. That's what I was gonna say. It was never, it was never political really. I yeah. mean, it was always about California history. Mm-hmm. history. And besides the iconic structure of it, how important it was to carry that history forward. Yeah, absolutely. It made a, a huge difference in that we had really, really no opposition. And um, something we haven't mentioned, Scott, which is kind of odd, we're this far into it, but <laughs> this is the longest single span wood covered bridge in the world. Yeah, that's amazing. Right here in our well, county. Yeah. Well, halfway in our county, I guess I should say, to be exact, really. Well, it's all in our county. Oh, that's right. No, I was thinking it was on the county line. No, it's all in our county. No, you're county. right. I was thinking wrong, wrong Yuba River crossing, Doug. My fault. My mistake. Yeah, we have too many Yuba rivers. There, there's not too many structures that they can say it's, you know, it, yeah. it's the longest one. It is, it's an iconic structure. We were going through the other day a bunch of publications that have that we've collected over the last nine years. And we're on the, the bridge is on the cover of all the major bridge publications, whether it be the, the National Historical Society or the National Bridge uh, Association or whatever. And then there, there's, and there's a new book coming out just this, this month on covered bridges and it's on the cover. I mean, it's a bridge of, of all the bridges that, you know, they. They like two or three or four bridges that are that they always special and put them on the covers, and it's one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic, and it's right here, right here to see. So, well, I'm going to remind our viewers that you're listening to Educationally Speaking on KVMR, and tonight we're talking about the restoration of the Bridgeport Bridge, and we have Matt Green from the State Parks with us, and Doug and Shirley Moon, who uh, I'd like to say the one of the leading movers and shakers that got us to this point. So as we kind of go into the second half of the show, let's talk about, you know, Doug and Shirley, you brought the schools in. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I met you. Uh, you told me about this project. I thought it was, uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I was all supportive of it. Came back to my staff to talk to them. They were over the moon on it. They couldn't wait to get involved. And the first thing I know we did to get kids excited, you know, we said, we, you mentioned, Doug, uh, we came up with some good curriculum for them. And then we came up with an art contest. And uh, maybe you talk a little bit about that and I'll kind of chime in as well. Well, the um, Sabre Bridge Campaign Committee, when we were fairly certain that the bridge was going to be done <laughs> after <laughs> a number of years, we started planning grand reopening. And um, that was in 2019. And one of the main focuses of the subcommittee of the, of the Sabre Bridge Committee was to involve the students in the school district somehow in the grand reopening of the bridge. And um, one of our members of the committee 
was so insistent from the very beginning that the first people that go across that bridge should be children because mm -hmm. they're going to have to maintain this bridge for the next generations. Um, so that's what we contacted you. And we had a, a vague idea of we'd love to have the kids involved and we would love to have them be able to be the first ones to walk across the bridge. But how do we select yeah. the children get to yeah. the yeah. bridge first? Yeah. So, and then um, with you and, and, and Tina, uh, you guys came up with this great idea of an art contest and, and it went district wide and, and uh, yeah, that was well received. And, and, and you know, we, we I know we launched that competition in January of 2020, uh, ended in February. Uh, we had amazing, uh, we had 340 entries. I know from transitional kindergarten up to grade 12, we had group projects and individuals and they were amazing. And uh, we had them on display in our office. We were going to do a big deal here in the office. We put them up on the wall and that little thing called COVID suddenly crept into our lives in March and uh, threw us all off. But uh, I know, Matt, you were one of the, the judges, were you not, for the artwork? I was. That was an incredible honor. And just like you're saying, just what amazing work. And Don Denton, one of the, who's not with us anymore, but it was on the bridge committee, just uh, had that great idea. And, and what those kids produced is amazing. They're really our legacy for public lands. And that's why Don and, and state parks and everyone wanted to make sure that the, you know, we, we restore this bridge and they had the first opportunity to cross and the work that they put in, it, it was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. And I think of those, if I recall, we had, I think 21 winners of that. And I know we, we wanted to do something for those kids because they'd put such hard work. So I know uh, Tina Corker, associate superintendent here and I, we were outside and we had others come here and we gave them their prizes it was a drive up covid ceremony so uh, we had all the cars all lined up down crown point circle and they drove in and we uh, gave them their awards and uh it was uh, it, it was a lot of fun and now you know the artwork is going to be displayed uh shortly well coming up in a couple weeks down at the bridge for the celebration so let's let's talk about that now this from what i understand matt this is a invite only celebration. We wanna make sure because of limited space and COVID restrictions coming up, correct? That is, a, that's correct, uh, Scott. Just the, the area immediately around the um, event site, that's gonna be closed to the public and invite only. The, the park's still gonna be open. There's still gonna be access for general park use. And if people wanted to stand on the outsides of that area, they can certainly do that. We're gonna have a, uh, some of the parking spaces reserved and things of that nature but we definitely want to you know open everything up afterwards with the hope that uh, people can cross the bridge and give them an opportunity to see the art and we're talking about some other maybe a future event where we can maybe post some of that art on the bridge and uh, and in our visitor center to give people a, a full scope of what these kids accomplished in order to be part of this competition to, to cross the bridge yeah, that's fantastic. And so let's go. So the day this is happening, November 4th, is that correct? Yes. You know, one thing too, Scott, this, besides the nice, the beautiful artwork that was produced, and there were some, some amazing uh, pieces that were done. We also, your idea also was to open the contest up to 
maybe engage the older kids a little more and have it a multimedia art kind mm -hmm. of So there were a number of students who made YouTube videos and uh, of, of a historical perspective of the bridge. And those YouTube videos are, are just great. And those will be showing in the visitor center uh, during the celebration as well. So the, the artwork will be set up in a tent outside and then um, the videos will be showing uh, in the visitor center. And um, then also there was a number of models that some of the students built up at the bridge. If you remember- the Right, well, remember we had some 3D models, yeah, of the and, bridge. And so those will also be on display as well. Yeah, yeah, a lot of heart and soul went into those projects. Yeah. I know. We're hoping right after the events over, the events basically from one to two, so maybe 2.30 or so, uh, then, then, you know, things will open up and the park will be open the, and the grounds around the bridge will be open and, and uh, people can come enjoy the bridge. Right. right. And, <laughs> and Matt, this is a pretty big deal. We've got some dignitaries coming to this, don't we? Yeah, we have a few. You know, we have our parks director. We have a couple of uh, local elected uh, officials coming. Um, I think probably always wait until that uh, maybe the next this Friday or so just to confirm on those right. uh, on that side of it. But uh, yeah, there was there's so many people involved. Uh, wish wish we could have all of them be there. It was really just a tremendous collective effort. But definitely, our director is scheduled, and we have some other folks elected officials scheduled and we're hoping that all that comes to fruition next week. Mm -hmm. We have a couple of state senators that will be there. Senator Nielsen is going to speak and Senator Dolly, mm -hmm. our, our local supervisor, Suha, that will speak for Nevada County. And uh, yeah, it should be a, a great, a great celebration. That's great. Yeah. I like that. And no rain. We got all our rain out. That's, that's Pat. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a couple yeah, a couple days ago, so we don't need any more now. November 4th will be a perfect day down there. We are having a... Yes. Fingers crossed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. but uh, that, wow, well, that's, uh, it, it sounds like it's going to be great. It, it's a nice ceremony, and um, and then the public can come and see that, and it, as we were talking, you mentioned, Matt, I know we talked a little bit before the show, how can we get the art, get the art back from some of these kids and put it on uh, on display, maybe a limited exhibit or something down at the visitor center afterwards. So the public can see the the effort. And, and as you mentioned, Doug, um, the YouTube videos, you know, how we can get those on a loop because they were they were quite clever um, on, on what they did in the 3D models. It'll be really, it'll be really great for the public to see that. I know we put them up, I believe on our webpage for a period of time, but um, it'd be nice for, for, for people to see this again, the different we, projects we, they did. We do have the uh, um, the disk drive on those, and I'm gonna work with the state parks to put them on the monitor at South Uber River State Park. So hopefully relatively soon, they will just be able to be put on a loop down at the, down at the visitor center, so anybody can see them. That's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, we've got about two, two minutes left here, so Doug and Shirley, you know, as I said, volunteers don't get to retire, you know, because they have no hire date, they have no end date. So what, what's your next project? What are, what's around the county that we need to tackle next? Uh, I think we're, we need a breather. Yeah, we need a breather. Um, what I want to mention, Scott, is that um, if people would like to see the construction of the bridge, 
we, the Save Our Bridge campaign had photographers go down at least three days a week, if not five days a week, and, and take pictures, photographs of the construction, of the deconstruction and the reconstruction from the very first day. And they're still doing it today. They're out there filming the last of the roof going on. Um, so at the, at the um, website, the South Yuba River State Park.org website, they can go online and there's photos that they can see month by month, the progress of the construction. And there's also videos which combine all the photos for the month. So they can just watch a video for each month and see the bridge being torn down and the bridge going. Wow, that would definitely be cool to see. Nice. It'll be there forever. It's a historical um, record. Nice. Nice. Well, Matt, I'm going to turn to you. We got about 45 seconds left here. And I know I, I think one thing that you mentioned is, you know, you were the one that had to close the bridge and, and how great it is that you are overseeing the opening of the bridge again. That's pretty cool. It's amazing. I'm not overseeing this part. I've transitioned off into my my chief job again. Uh -huh. You know, my time associated with it was just incredible. It's great seeing it happen. It's, you know, the two people here, you know, the Shirley and Doug and the SOB committee. And, you know, it's just been a team effort from, you know, the state and the, the public's perspective. So it's really a great accomplishment for Nevada County that everybody could put their arms around. Yep. Come see our bridge. We'll definitely do that. Well, I want to thank you all. Our time is up. Matt, thank you so much from State Parks for being here. Appreciate it. Doug, Shirley, thank you so much for eight years of hard work. Uh, and making this a reality. And I uh, want to thank our audience for listening tonight. You've been listening to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. Have a great evening, everybody. Bye-bye.